1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif.
2: Good morning, Tina.
1: Here we are, the beginning of August.
2: Beginning almost of half, August. I
1: know. Can you believe it? Yeah. <laughs> How has the summer been? I know we're halfway through sort of summer vacation for the kids, but how has it been in terms of the real estate market?
2: The summer has been awesome. In fact, we want it to continue for another six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's, York Region's been on fire, and it's a great change. I mean, we've talked about this in previous weeks where – Although this is our busy time, we didn't have this type of summer over the last two years. And there was the changes that were made by the government in 2017, 2018 was still quiet. We were still recovering and we were hit by the stress test. This is the first time or first summer in the last three years that people have adjusted to the new normal and they're out there in droves looking for houses, selling houses. There's a lot of activity out there.
1: And is the activity primarily those houses or are we looking at the condo market, townhouses? What are we seeing?
2: Condos, townhouses, detached houses have made a huge comeback. There's people that aren't afraid to be looking for those 1.2, 1.5, 1.8 million dollar homes anymore. And That was a really quiet segment over the last couple of years, which gave the perception that price was dropping, but it was just the average price dropping because of the mix. You're going to see average price climb up now because the detached segment has started to take off again.
1: And are you going to see the price continue to climb in the condo market then as well?
2: It really is because now we're running into a shortage of condos, and who would have thought that three years ago that – with all the condo developments coming up, that we would be saying, hey, we have a shortage of condos. Look at the rental market. Now, if you want to rent a property, you're up against five, six, seven, sometimes 10 people. And people with 800 credit scores are not qualifying for a rental because that's how competitive it is out there. There's no inventory.
1: So what do you anticipate for the rest of August and into September?
2: The consumers have, you know, there's a lot of savvy out there. There's uh, agents are guiding them properly so you're starting to see a very healthy shift in the market it's it's a healthy appreciation and you're going to start to see prices continue to climb we need more inventory and as inventory starts to to come on the market it's being scooped up really quickly where people are starting to hold off offers just to keep homes on the market for a week or or 10 days and that we haven't seen in a couple of years so you're starting to see multiple offers you're starting to see people pay more for houses than what the asking price is but it's very controlled growth because people are smarter. They don't want to get into a problem that people got into in 2016 or 2015 where the banks were not appraising their properties for the value they were paying. So it's a great time to be a buyer or seller in the market. It's a very healthy market right now.
1: Healthy market and busy times for sure. When we come back, when things go wrong after you move in. Stay with us. You're listening to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On The Market, York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with REMAX Prime Properties.
2: Thank you, Tina. Joining us next is real estate lawyer and broker owner from REMAX Empire Realty, Ricky Rathor. Ricky, welcome back.
3: Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Ricky, it's already August. Can you believe that?
3: Unbelievable. Time flies, <laughs> eh?
2: It sure does, and and what a summer it's been for real estate in New York Region.
3: Yes, it's been it's been one hell of a season, that's for sure.
2: Ricky, we uh, we often get people closing, and and we talked about this last time you were on the show on on things that sometimes fall apart. But we had a call from one of our clients that moved into a property, and the. Previous owners had left a whole bunch of garbage in the garage, in the basement, in the kitchen. What do you say to people when they call you and they they have this exact same problem?
3: So, Asif, when you go out, as an example, and buy a brand new car, right, you expect that car to be delivered in the way that you purchased it, right? Clean, not with another 10,000 kilometers on it. In the same condition that you agreed to purchase it, you expect delivery subject to normal wear and tear The same logic transfers over to real estate transactions. When you purchase a home, more often than not, your closing dates are between 60 and 120 days away from the actual time that you sign the offer and agree to obligate yourself to that contract. But the the fact remains that the seller has an obligation to maintain that property in the same state that you agreed to purchase it in, and they can't just let it fall below standards once they've sold it.
2: Now, what's the protocol? So they contact their real estate agent. We say, hey, you know what, take pictures of it, send it to your lawyer. What do you guys do when you get these pictures or you get this phone call, a frantic phone call to say, hey, we came here yesterday. We saw the property. Everything was fine. Now we're moving in today, and we notice that there's a big gash from when they were removing the bed frame. What happens with that?
3: So there's two things. At our office, we're very proactive. And when we're signing the client, we're usually signing them the week of the, or the week before closing. And we tell them, look, you have to go to the property before the closing now because it's been several months since you been to purchase a home and you did your inspection, you need to now go in and re-inspect the property. A lot of brokers will change that inspect provision to two further visits or one further visit before closing, but it makes no difference. The fact is is that prior to closing, as closest to close to the closing date as you can, you should go to the property and make sure it's in the same state that you agreed to purchase it in. And in addition to that, you wanna make sure your contract is very clear as to the state of the property in, in, in terms of how it should be delivered to you by the seller. So by doing that inspection before closing, you can satisfy yourself as a purchaser of the property's in a reasonable condition when compared to when you agreed to purchase it. Now, sometimes you do all of this, or sometimes you just can't get in because you don't have the ability or the time to to do that final inspection, in which case, yes, you'll call my office or your lawyer's office and say, hey, there's a whole bunch of tires sitting in the garage. It's gonna cost me thousands of dollars to dispose of. That was a real situation that happened. And so at that point, transactions close, You're you've got the keys, everything's done, the contracts come to an end and merged. But you may be able to seek recourse in, in small claims court. It depends on the nature of the actual damage. But more often than not, like we've discussed previously, the, the cost benefit of, of, of pursuing a claim, it's, it's usually outweighed by the costs associated with pursuing it. So most people don't go that far and usually do reconcile between the attorneys.
2: So the clause states, seller will leave the property in clean and broom swept condition. What does that actually mean?
3: Well, it, it literally means that. Clean and broom swept condition, right? You want to make sure that if you can be more expressive, you know, no clutter, no garbage, no debris, lawn should be maintained, right? Simple example, you bought a property in, in let's say, April, May, springtime, and when you bought it, it was nice capped, garden was nice and groomed, now you go in before closing, you have weeds and tall grass everywhere. That's not how you bought the property, right? So we actually had situations where realtors get involved, they get out the lawnmower, they call out a contractor, and they go and deal with it because the hassles. And the, and the experience is very important. They don't want their client to go so through the hassle. The experience of the client is very important to the realtor. And so they go out and, and they get on these, you know, uh, get these contractors out there to just remedy the property so the client doesn't have that experience. But if it does come down to the point where I have to get involved or a lawyer has to get involved, we send the letter. The other party might not, you know, they might not do anything with it. And then you just have to afford the legal recourse that you may have available to you.
2: Now, do you get a lot of these complaints that, you, it's just emotional responses by the buyers or sellers, and there's not anything really there. But you know, moving is very emotional, very stressful. So, do you get a lot of complaints per se uh, on things that you look at and say, "Come on, that that doesn't really make any sense. It's not going to hold any weight." All
3: the time, all the time, and and quite frankly, it's I think it's a lack of education. I think that once the contract's done, a lot of people say, "Hey, it's over." And especially from the realtor side or the mortgage side or even the, or even the lawyer side, you know, for, for the most part, it's like, okay, the client kind of should know or, or does know there's expectations or assumptions being made. And so I think education is a key component. Clients should be educated. Hey, this is the offer. We accepted it. This is what's happened. These are the next steps and these are the kind of things that we want to do to make sure that everything happens seamlessly. Sometimes buyers get really upset because their mortgage isn't working out last minute or things are happening and. You know, when you have unaccounted, uh, things come up before closing, of course you're going to become agitated and frustrated with the process, which obviously, you know, increases how, you know, aggressive you are towards the whole transaction towards the end. So Mm -hmm. it's that hand holding that's important and that's why it's so critical that you deal with a good realtor who has experience, who, who knows, you know, what to do and how to handle situations based on the number of transactions that they've done and a good real estate lawyer who can explain your contractual rights and obligations so you don't, you're not found in breach of contract.
2: And usually we're getting the two visits and it's really important for them to trust us because they, the natural uh, you know, fallback is we want to see this house next week with our parents and we want to go back in two weeks because we're taking in our contractor. And we almost have to hold them back and say, let's get the contractors in when you're taking your parents because we want to save a visit for just before you close. And people don't understand the importance of saving that one visit just before you close and only using one visit Prior to that, that is that something that you see a lot? They've already used up their oh. visits and and they, they have nothing mm. to go on.
3: Yes, and what's actually really really interesting about that is that a lot of people are under the assumption that they can actually go in and take contractors and bring in their extended family and their extended family and their best friends to go and check out this amazing property they purchased when that's not really what you're contractually entitled to. Your inspection is designed for you to go in to move carpets and move things around to make sure the property is in the same shape that you agreed to purchase it in. It's not intended for you to take in your family, your extended family, your best friend, Bob, it's for you to go in and make sure that you're happy with what you're getting. And so I think when you're explaining the contract, the realtor's job when they're explaining that contract after drafting the condition and terms in terms of the agreement is to express that this is a very important inspection, even though it's called a visit, and this is what we're intending on, 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 you know, getting out of this inspection and that this should be reserved very specifically for that purpose and not to be wasted, you know, two months before the closing or months month before closing when everything really hasn't changed because the sellers haven't started moving out at that point.
1: Ricky, have you had situations where things do go horribly wrong after closing, after the move in, and you do advise your clients to say, yeah, we should take legal action here?
3: It depends on the amount that we're seeking in damages. So a lot of people say, hey, we just want to go out and sue and sue and sue. And then you ask for what and how much. And so if a client can't substantiate the loss, then there's no lawsuit, right? To to make a claim, you have to have damages sustained. So as an example, if the seller's not out on time after the deed's registered, well, my moving truck is now charging me 500 bucks an hour or whatever it is to stand in front of the the property and wait for these people to clear out so they can move in, right? That might be damages. The seller might not be out until late. Well, now I've got to go and, you know, take out a hotel or whatever it is because I'm homeless and all my stuff is sitting in storage or whatever the case may be. So whatever your damages are, you can substantiate them. You are entitled to pursue those things. And if they're less than 25000 it's a simple, small claims court application. But again, if it's a couple hundred bucks, it's just not worth the aggravation. You have to really establish whether it's worth the effort or not. And more often than not, it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth the effort unless it's something serious and things have just gone really, really, really out of whack.
2: And that's not uncommon. I mean, the general rule of thumb is the seller should be out by about 6pm. But we've seen instances where sellers have taken till midnight, sometimes till the next day, and they just refuse to pack up and leave, even if the buyer has their moving truck sitting there. How do you handle that? And
3: You can can call the police, you can scream out loud, you can do whatever you want. Uh, It is what it is. And, And again, they are in breach of contract for being in the property after the fact. But it goes down to the language in the contract. We know that once the deed is registered in favor of the buyer, technically the sellers in trespass, they should not be in the property. They don't have until six o'clock to move out. Once the deed is registered, they should be out of that home, right? But our contract, generally speaking, don't address these concerns. And so sellers feel like they may be able to get away with certain things. And more often than not, the buyer's not going to take legal recourse. It's just a couple of hours or another night that they accommodate usually. But that's if the seller's being nice about it as well. Sometimes you get these... You know, really aggressive and bullish sellers who think that they have the right to be there, and they don't. And those are the situations where we where we see the buyer say, "Hey, you know what? We just want to go after these people now because of the experience." And we did sustain damages, and even though it's not a lot, we just want to make an example out of these people. again, that's where your lawyer comes in and has to advise you, tell you whether it's worth it or not. But you make those decisions when they when they come up,
2: yeah, one more for you. Uh, electrical panel was double tapped during the home inspection the seller refused to fix it. Buyer said, no problem, can I fix it myself? Seller said, yeah, I don't care what you do, you've purchased the house, do it after. During a visit, the buyer took in an electrician and had the electrical panel repaired. Seller found out and freaked out. (laughs) Tell us something about what happens there.
3: you got no contractual rights to go in and tamper with the property until it's your own. Um, I can give you another simple example. It happens more often than you would think buyer says, you know, I've sold my home. I'm going to be in an Airbnb or I'm going to be in a hotel for the night. Do you mind if we move our stuff into your garage the day before closing? So these sorts of situations, until the property is yours, you should not be using it. And I see sellers who agree to these sorts of things. And sometimes you may not want to take on that additional risk reliability. What if something gets taken from the garage? What if there's a fire? Who's going to be responsible? And so everything comes down to the contract. Your particular example, the buyer had no right to do that unless it was in the contract. And if it was in the contract and I reviewed it before it got accepted, I would have made sure that that was omitted because we don't want anybody tampering. We don't know what kind of electrician the buyer is bringing in, you know, whether they're certified or not certified, whether they're going to be compliant or not compliant. And so the buyer can do what they want after the fact when they're insured and they're at risk and the seller is no longer exposed.
1: So Asif, can you tell us the rest of the story? What happened with that one?
2: It actually turned into uh, a larger case, and uh, the buyer's agent was reprimanded for saying you cannot make changes or alterations to a property before taking possession because there's a lot of liability. It's, the house is insured by someone else for someone else, and it, it's just not, you, you can't do that. I'm surprised that they actually went in and even attempted that. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. I'm surprised the realtor authorized it and, and allowed it to happen. That's what surprises me on that one. Yeah. Realtors is there to safeguard the property during the showing. That's why they have to be present during these sorts of in- inspections and visits. And it's shocking that the realtor had nothing to say about it at that time. Very interesting.
2: Agreed, agreed. And, and the furniture thing we get all the time. Can we just move stuff in a week early? You know, are closing out this house is a week early? I'm moving stuff from another province. Can we store it in the garage? But that stuff's not insured because it's not part of the seller's insurance policy.
3: Nope, it's a cost of doing business. You're moving, storage is relatively cheap, take out a storage container, right? That's right. Um, I usually don't advise my clients to, to agree to these sorts of things because they can become very troublesome. You know, now the buyer comes in and says, I need a dress shirt, I've got a job interview. Can I go into your garage and get it? You know, where do you draw the line? We don't need these sorts of headaches and hassles. It's, it's a cost of doing business. Get a storage unit and use it.
2: It's like giving them a shirt off your back. Ricky, more great information this week. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next month. Have a good one, guys.
1: Thanks so much. When we come back, we get to your real estate questions and this week's hot listing. And just a reminder, if you missed any part of our show, go to 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Time now for our listener questions and the first one comes from Kayla in Scarborough. They want to sell their home and take advantage of the hot housing market. But they want to move to an area which is much quieter, but still has all the amenities of a big city, the hospital, government services, etc. Where should they start their search outside
2: Toronto and outside York region? Asif? Great question, Kayla. There's a lot of different areas that you can focus on outside of the the region, outside of the GTA even. Uh, Peterborough, the Kawarthas, that comes to mind first and foremost. Durham is a viable option as well because you've got great hospitals there, you've got all the amenities that you would need. And if you go out to the Clarington, Bowmanville areas, you've got a lot of amenities and great schools, everything right around you. You're, you're close to the 407, you're close to the 401. That might be an option. The first thing is sitting down with you and seeing what your tolerance is, how far you want to be av- away from the city and and just working it out from there because you may want to go north, you may want to go east, you may want to go west. So Georgetown is another great option, but there's there's so many different areas that are coming to mind. I want to be able to sit down with you and try and figure out what exactly you need in that house or in that area that would benefit your family. And what is that conversation
1: like, Asif, with that client who is determining, you know, do I go to Bradford? Do I go to Cambridge? Do I go to Peterborough?
2: conversation starts with what are your needs and wants what what do you absolutely need in your home and the wants are something that would be nice to have in your home so once we find that out and you're going to have a different list than other people that are moving into this house with you so a husband and wife could have two totally separate lists but it's combining them to say okay now both of you said that you wanted three bedrooms so that is an absolute must-have One of you said you wanted a heated garage, one of you said you wanted a craft room, so those become wants, and now we try to accommodate all the wants as well. All right. Our next question comes from Penny in Markham. She wants to know
1: if it's too late to sell her home and be in a new place by the start of the school
2: year. Asif? The way the homes are selling around here, Penny, right now, it's not too late to sell your home, and there's there's still quite a bit of good inventory out there for you to purchase as well. Being, you know, the first week of August, you have to act quick because we have about four weeks. And usually to close on a property, it's going to take a couple of weeks for all the paperwork to be done, conditions satisfied, lawyers doing their title searches and everything. So, Sure, time is running out. It may be the first week of September or, you know, that we can get you in, but let's start working on it right now. Make sure your home is ready to go on the market and that we get you out seeing some properties right away.
1: All right, no more time to waste. Asif, if our listeners want to connect with you directly, how can they do that?
2: They can reach me at 416 985 Con. That's 416. 985-5426.
1: And just before we go, this week's hot listing and joining us next is Heather Cooper from Remax Prime Properties. Heather, over to you. This week's hot listing is a gorgeous four-bedroom, four-bathroom home in Markham. This place has just gone extensive renovations. It's got a brand new roof. It's close to Markville High School. And it's located at 9 Black Cherry Street in Markham. It's a fabulous location. Asif, what do you think about this home? It sounds like it's move-in
2: ready. It really is. And Black Cherry is a great little street off of Raymerville. It's between Markham Road and McCowan Road, just south of 16th Avenue. Great school right around the corner. You've got a public and Catholic school right around the corner. You're close to the hospital. Markville Secondary is ranked one of the, the best schools for high schools in York Region. So you've got everything right around you. Your steps to Markville Mall right by the 407. Everything's right there.
1: It sounds like you intimately know this area.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I grew up in the area and my best friend lived on the next street over so yeah, I know (laughs) the area very well.
1: All right, Heather, one more time. The highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. It's a detached four-bedroom, four-bath home located at 9 Black Cherry Street in Markham and for more information they can contact Helen Liu at 905 Five four five five two two. Thanks, Heather. You're welcome, Tina. Asif, that's our show for this week.
2: Another
0: great show, Tina.
1: Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening.
0: Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.